What'd they give you in that hospital, Brian? Hey. <laughs> uh, as we've been singing, as Brian was just singing, uh, using this um, word that Jesus uses so often, the word kingdom. Not really a word that we use that, uh, that often in our own lives. So what exactly is Jesus getting at? What is, it, what is the understanding of this word kingdom? It's wherever the king is king. Wherever, whoever king is king. That's what a kingdom is in a general way. It's where the, the king's rules are followed. Not necessarily a physical kingdom like a boundary of a state or a, a nation. But it's a community of people living according to a, a certain way of life. The way of life that the king, whoever the king might be, prescribes. To set in a sense of, of common commitments in a common purpose. That are according to the king's wishes. Yes, uh, like a, a pack of travelers who follow a guide. Uh, a group of soldiers who are living under a, a commanding officer. group of workers being led by their boss. Or a tribe under their, their chief or a, a team following their coach. It's uh, subjects who are obeying their king. That's what a kingdom is. Now, simple example that really is uh, meaningless almost, um, but I think illustrates this point, is that my mom is still king in my life, especially when it comes to clothing. I've shared this with you before, but... I cannot walk out of the house without a belt on and my shirt tucked in. I just can't do it. Mom is still king when it comes to wearing a belt and tucking my shirt in. Even though there's plenty of other voices, a majority of the voices in my house even, that would say, Dad, that is just uncool. I'm like, sorry. You know, Mom is king. The, the voice that she planted in me growing up still rings true in not only my head, but in my actions. The kingdom of God is a group of people who are letting Jesus be king or seeking for Jesus to be king regardless of the voices all around them that would rather rule them. That's what Jesus is saying, His kingdom is and how he has, has started it upon his arrival and how we look forward to its ultimate completion when he returns. And that's his invitation to us. To enter into his kingdom. To continue to seek and learn and grow and, and, and follow the way of life that God has for us. Who is the king of life? The king of glory. 
the king of love, the king of joy, the king of forgiveness. He is the king of the kingdom that he invites us to enter into, to receive and to live in. A couple passages, and we'll be looking at a number of passages as we walk through this uh, um, exploring what this means for Jesus to talk about his kingdom so much. But uh, two that we'll look at um, right now, Matthew chapter 10 and uh, Matthew chapter 12. You can follow along in your, uh, on your Bible. You can uh, follow along on the screen or whatever else uh, other way you have the, the scriptures um, with you. Matthew 10 is found on page 791. It's Matthew 10, verse 7, and then Matthew 12, starting with verse 25. Let's pray together. Gracious God, speak to us in this time. Give us ears to listen well to your invitation and to your instruction and to your truth. And so guide us in the way of life that is in accordance with your kingdom. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Matthew 10, verse 7, it's on the screen. I invite you, actually, let's uh, read this uh, together. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. And then Matthew 12 starting with verse 25 through verse 28. He, being Jesus, knew what they were thinking and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and no city or house divided against itself will stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? If I cast out demons by Beelzebul, By whom do your own exorcists cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come to you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What I want us to see first in in those passages is the the imminence, the the sense that the kingdom is right here. It is in our midst. It's not something that is long in the future. Jesus, when he invaded earth from heaven, when he moved into our dimensions of reality, he brought with him the, the beginnings of that kingdom of God, the way of life that God would want us to live and has provided for us through his life and his death and his resurrection, the, the way for us to live in that kingdom by sending his Holy Spirit to live within us, we then have the kingdom within us, near us, among us. It is here. It is a, a possibility. It is a pursuit that we want to pursue and even attain. It is one that is within our grasp to enjoy. It is one, though, that like we looked in verse 12 and as I talked about, or chapter 12, and when I talked at the beginning, it is one in which, though, we are in the middle of a battleground. There are a variety of kingdoms that are desiring our allegiance. And so every day, 
We, we engage in a world with different kingdoms wanting us to obey, obey them instead of the way of the king of kings. I want you to also um, look at Luke 17, verses 20 through 21. Um, let's, uh, those are on your screen. Let's, let's say these together as well. Once Jesus was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God was coming, and he answered, The kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed, nor will they say, Look, here it is, or there it is. For in fact, the kingdom of God is among you. So it is here in our midst, and the power of God can be experienced in our lives. Today. Well, what's this kingdom like? Well, what exactly describes it? And in, in, in this, there's, I mean, there's books that are written about what the kingdom is like. That can be a whole sermon series. Um, but just want to give a little bit of a taste, just a little survey of what Jesus then tells us as he's talking about God's kingdom, God's way of life. What describes that? And what was what um, talked about last week about how Jesus just tells stories and parables. He doesn't give a, well. Here are the basic rules. Here are the guidelines. He he he, this, he he does over and over again. The kingdom of God is like, and then tells a story, and more often than not, doesn't explain it, and, and he leaves it for us to engage with it. Remember, I mean, that it is our responsibility to take ownership of our own spiritual life. It's our responsibility to to hear that word and engage with that word in the the presence of God's Holy Spirit. Matthew 13, 33. Let's read this together. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. If we were in a classroom setting, it'd be fun just to engage with one another. What do you get from that? What do you hear? What is Jesus saying that the kingdom is like? Well, he's saying, one, it's small. It's just like yeast. You you just put a little bit of yeast. Put a little bit in, in three measures of dough. And look, though, but look, its influence is throughout. Its influence is inevitable if it's alive. Made cinnamon rolls once with yeast that was dead. Woo! Man, talk about eating a rock. The kingdom is yeast that is alive. Small can be insignificant even to human eyes, but to the ways of God it infiltrates in ways we never know. Sort of like a group of people gathering on a Sunday morning and decorating a bunch of lunch bags and putting some lunch in it so that some children in our neighborhood who might otherwise not have food might have food. Who knows what influence and impact that's had. Maybe we'll get to hear just a little bit about that later this morning. Kingdom of God is... Small. So it's not something you got to be great at. It's not, you don't have to be some charismatic leader. Small things, not grand things, but small things done in God's way 
that God leads and uses in ways that we can't even imagine, like just a little bit of yeast in dough. The kingdom is, is life-encompassing. I mean, it's, it's all of life, is what, what Jesus says. Uh, Matthew 13, verse 44 and uh, 45 gives us that, that, that picture. Do we have that? Yeah, there we go. Matthew 13, 44 through 46. Let's read this uh, together. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Kingdom of God is, is life-encompassing. I mean, it is, it is what you are looking for. It is what I am looking for. It is what every human being made in the image of God is searching for. So much so that it's worth everything we are, everything we own, no matter what, all of that pales in comparison to the joy that we find as we, we live in the ways of the kingdom of God. That's what the kingdom is like. Like, like one who is longing for the very purpose of life and finds it and is willing to put everything else aside. I, if you're taking notes or you have one of those great memories that you'll remember, I mean, Matthew has all kinds of Jesus parables in Matthew 13 and Matthew 18 and Matthew 20 and Matthew 22, Matthew 25. I mean, if, if, if one of your, uh, during your devotions this week, just go and look through those Matthew passages where Jesus talks about the kingdom of God is like. But I uh, had to pick one. And, and the one that, that to me, I believe, is my favorite parable of the, the kingdom is in Matthew 18. And it's a, the parable where Jesus says the kingdom of God is like a king who has a servant. And that servant owes him all kinds of money. Money he could never repay. Money that he couldn't earn if he lived for 300 years in his pay scale. But that servant came to the king and said, King, you know, I, I'll never be able to pay this back. It's insurmountable. And for me to even try would mean I'd have to totally give up all my other responsibilities and, and my family and the, the, my community. And I'd, I'd have to totally give all of that up in debtor's prison. I beg of your mercy. Please forgive me. And the king, you're forgiven. Your debt is gone. It has been paid. Your guilt and shame, they're gone. They're erased forever. Go, be free from what you owe me. Go, live in this forgiveness. That's what the, the kingdom of God is like. That place of forgiveness where forgiveness is given freely by the king where forgiveness is to be received where forgiveness is to be lived the parable goes on for the servant then runs into a friend and the friend owes him a couple bucks 
And the friend doesn't have it in his pocket. He tells him, hey, you owe me a couple bucks. I want it right now. And the friend said, I don't have it. So the servant calls the police and puts a lien on his house, puts him in jail. Some of the friends see what's going on. They know what's happened to the servant under the king. And now they see what the servant is doing to his friend. And they go tell the king. And the king brings the servant back before him and says, what are you doing? You're not living out my forgiveness. You must have never received my forgiveness. Go to prison now. The kingdom of God is one where forgiveness is freely given. Where forgiveness is received and then forgiveness is lived out with one another. That's the kingdom of God. Where forgiveness goes full circle and never stops. That's why we regularly, every time that we gather, we retell that story. And we live it out differently than the servant in the parable. Who never did receive the forgiveness because he never was able to give it. The way of the kingdom is one where that forgiveness is received And the sign that it has been received is that it is given to one another. That's the way of the kingdom, what the kingdom of God is like. And then, that's what it's like. If it's here among us, if this is what it's like, a a kingdom of grace. Where grace is the currency of the day. Grace and forgiveness is is the air that is breathed. Then how do we get in? Jesus talks about that. How do we enter into this kingdom? And that was his invitation to all that would would hear him. Enter into this kingdom. Change your allegiance. Change your coach. Change your boss. Change the one you listen to. In, in modern day, you might have said it's time for you to change your GPS for the one who gives you directions as you're living. Mark chapter 1, verse 15. Now, it's uh, largely held that Mark was the first gospel written. And these are the first words that Mark records Jesus saying. Let's say this together. Again, this is Jesus speaking. And saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Repent. That's his invitation to everyone. Now, repent's gotten a lot of bad press um, because it usually makes the the, the movies with bad preachers who want to yell and scream about repenting. But what what repent means is change your direction. That's simply what Jesus is saying. He's crying out to the masses saying, Hey, you're following other kings. You're following other bosses. You you got the wrong GPS. You you need to let them go. You need to, to turn from that direction you're going to the other direction. So that you might follow the king. Repent and believe in this good news. This this kingdom where where grace and forgiveness. This kingdom that is different than the way of life. 
different than the way of this life. Where the first shall be last and the last shall be first. When Jesus says that, he doesn't mean so everybody run to the end of the line so that you'll be first. What he's saying when he says that is, no, the way of the kingdom of God is just different than the ways of this world and all the other kings. But as we've been singing, this is the kingdom that is eternal. This is the kingdom that is everlasting. This is the kingdom that is good, that is life-giving, that is true. Jesus isn't trying to increase his market share. And the church shouldn't be either. What we should be about and must be about is what Jesus was about, is simply saying, this is the good news. Please turn, repent, follow the way of the Creator, the King of life. A couple thoughts for us to consider together as we meditate and consider and think about Jesus' message of the kingdom. One, one is a good time of just introspection. You know, where's the area that, that, that God is king in your life? And, and you can give a testimony. You know, you can say, man, God has entered and led, and I'm here to tell you the way of God is right. It is good. Now, get in touch with that, you know, and give thanks. Don't be like, you know, the, the, with the, the Jesus story of the, the ten lepers that he heals and only one comes back and thanks. It's good to stop and, and say, God, your kingdom is good and I have experienced that goodness. And tell somebody. Tell somebody about God's goodness in your own life. And the opposite introspection as well. You know, where, where is it that, that God isn't king? You, you, you know what God wants you to do and, and you just, you're just not doing it. Because it's scary or it's hard or just doesn't make sense. I mean, there's a lot of good reasons, believe me, I, I know, that we can give. But the reason we gather is to remind each other, no, no matter how crazy it might be, no matter how otherworldly it, it is and it may seem to not fit, we know that the ways of God are true and good and life-giving. Where are the ways that, that God is king in your life and that you experience that and you give praise to God and thanks? And where are the ways that you know you're struggling, that you're challenging? And... Offer that up to God too. You're not going to tell Him something He doesn't already know. And the, the greatest prayer, God help. I want you to be king. And then uh, the other final word for us as, as church, for us as, as people who are seeking to make Jesus king, is um, to, to recognize this kingdom is one that brings life and joy. That this, this kingdom is one that is, is compelling for others outside to want to come be a part of it. And this is a way where we as a church are failing. We particularly, and, and the church in other ways. And so that's something that's been, become revealed to me, to the reveal study that we did, the survey that we did. And is common uh, in the church around the country as well, and one that we're going to be venturing into in the next year or two. 
Say, how, how do we, like Jesus, live out and share this good news of the kingdom of God that brings joy, that would make somebody sell everything they have just to go get it? The good news is that God is king. That Jesus has come to share his kingdom with us. And that each of us, in different ways of our lives, have experienced the impact of that life-giving kingdom. May we continue to give ourselves to that kingdom more and more. And may we share the impact of that kingdom in our own lives with those outside of us who don't know it, but who want it. Amen.